Hello all and welcome to Leitrim Daily. I'm Orla McNabola and I'm your host for today's episode. You're listening to episode number 56 of the podcast, Kiss My Arts. Only two days are left until the curtains open for the Brefney players in Carrick and Shannon. Their upcoming production, Conversations on a Homecoming, hits the dock this coming Tuesday. This week, I called out to the home of the Breffs on the Leitrim Road in Carrick and Shannon. You'll have to excuse the hustle and bustle that can be heard from the Leitrim Road outside. We had a great few chats and I'm really looking forward to sharing them with you. Today's episode is kindly supported by Urban Fit Crew Boxfish Classes in Kiltahart. When I called into their rehearsal, I first got chatting to no other than Brendan Kieran, a Brefney player's man to the core, as he describes himself. Brendan has spent many years as a Bref and has many stories to tell. I'm now joined by local Carrick and Shannon man and stalwart of the Brefney players, Mr. Brendan Kieran. Thank you for joining me. You're very welcome indeed. Uh, Brefley player man to the core. I love it. We started going to the festivals, which was great, and and we travelled to all the festivals around. And I've been in, we been, been in the All Ireland and at Lawn on two occasions, you know, through the through the through our participation in the festivals, the, the amateur drama festivals in in this part of the county. We only had a second, which was very good, and our producer was Angus Dunn. And Angus has been there before me. Paddy Dillon was one of our founder members, and Angus followed him. What would some of your most memorable moments be, Brendan, down through the years? Oh, the most memorable moment, of course, would be playing in the All Ireland and at Lawn. Like every amateur group tries to get to at Lawn, and we were fortunate enough. We had John McDwyer was our producer for the plays. And he got us to the All Ireland in Athlone, and we—that was fabulous altogether. You know, not many, not too many groups can make it to the All Ireland, but we made it. But we're not in it to—we're in it because we enjoy it, and because there's a history of amateur drama here in Carrick and Shannon down the years. It goes back a long way, you know. So we carry—we were carrying on the tradition of the. There's a new group has taken over now. Uh, new producers and all of that kind of stuff, and which is great, which is great. We have some wonderful characters down the years, and wonderful players and wonderful productions. And uh, the Brefney players are synonymous with amateur drama in this part of of Leitrim. Well known all over the place, you know, which is great. Does any one production spring to mind, Brendan, when I ask you? Oh about your no, little I think I first joined the Brefney players in 1987. I think it was Angus Dunn, another member of the Breffs, came into the shop to know what I joined the Breffney players. And I said, oh no, I, Breffney player, I'm only an amateur drop. The Breffney players, to me, was the group in County Leitrim. And I was only in the football club drama group in Ballinamore as a young fella. I was honoured to be asked. I said, of course. So I played the part of, in, in the day they kidnapped the Pope, I was the part of Pope Albert IV, and I played the Pope in that. And it was very, very enjoyable. And we took it to quite a number of places, and we got plenty of awards with it, and it was really very good. That was the most enjoyable. The Breffney players started in Carrick and Shannon in the Shambles, which was the market yard. And I tell you, you want to be 
love drama to rehearse in the shambles because it was an old building, boards missing on the floor and everything else, but that's where the Breffney players made their home, there in the, in the, in the shambles. We played, we, we rehearsed in an awful lot of places and then we said, look, we have to get our own place. We were granted it, at 11,000 I think we got granted it. At the time, uh, we were granted 11,000. It was a cross-border uh, thing they had on and we, got the, we, we bought this place and built the, built the Breffney Players and we're here permanently. And we have our rehearsals down here, you can put up the set and we have the meetings and everything, anything else you want upstairs. And we have the photographs of different productions and what have you. So this is our home here. It's great to have it, have our own place, like, you know. There's no such thing, there's no such thing as a small part. It's a part in the play, you have to play the character. And I had to play a fellow that wasn't too, 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 uh, good, uh, too good upstairs, like. And I had to stand with my arms across as if I was crucified and put on funny faces and everything else like that for almost the whole of the play. <laughs> Anyway, that was a memorable one, I can assure you. The man, the man in the Breffney Players was Kevin Gray. He, he started, he started, um, he started in, in 1943, and he was well known in, in amateur drama, Kevin Gray. And, and Paddy Dillon came in after Kevin Gray, and Paddy then put on some fabulous productions. He was uh, one of the pharmacists here, uh, Dizzy Cox, bought his... Um, Paddy retired from pharmacy, and Desi Cox took over. And Paddy had some fabulous productions. And then uh, Angus took over. Angus took over from from Paddy Dillon. And there were the, with plenty uh, plenty of actors. Any amount of actors come into the town, uh, but we only had about five directors, or six directors, you know. So we've carried on the we've carried on the tradition here, which is great. And uh, I just love it, and we all love it. Like you wouldn't be in it except you loved it. Like you know. And Brendan, who are some of the main personalities that the Breffney players have seen over the years? Yeah, well, I I, I, I can only go back as far as when I came to Carrick and Shannon in 1968, six, seven, sixty-eight. And at that time, Kevin Kevin Gray was that had f- produced the first play, and Paddy Dillon had taken over. He was the local pharmacist here at the time when he retired, and then, then Angus Dunn took over from Paddy Dillon, and he's with us to date. The three wise men would be Jim Gorman, Jerry Murta, and Angus Dunn. We call them the three wise men, because they were, they were there all the time. Angus Dunn was for, for, this, for the sets, and Jerry Murta was general manager for everything. He was involved in everything, and made sure that they were all there on time and everything else. Jim took, took over the lighting and all of that. The, he's, he's still involved with the Breffney players. And they were backstage, and it was backstage people that keep drama going, not the actors. Without the backstage people, you have sets and everything else and all of that, and they keep the thing going. OK, you need the actors and the directors. The backstage is most important, and they always plug the, back, the backstage because they're not appreciated in programmes or anything else. They do all the hard work putting up all the sets and what have you. A lovely journey through the years of the Breffney players narrated by Brendan Kieran there. A quick lowdown of their upcoming production. Fresh from an apparently successful acting year abroad, Michael has returned to his old hometown 
back to the youth club turned pub where he and his friends once hashed out their plans for the future. That pub, the White House, stood as a place where free thought was possible for the young people of the town, away from the church and from the school. Now though, the reunited friends are tied down to the realities of their lives after youth has given way to slow but steady decay. And as the evening wanes tonight, their true lack of direction becomes clear through muddled conversations as pints are poured and drank. Standing over all of this are the absent bar owner, JJ, and his beloved portrait of the late JFK, both fallen heroes from an idealistic and idealised time, now long gone. Our next guest has directed and produced this upcoming production, Conversations on a Homecoming. When I called in to talk to the Breffs at their rehearsal last week, Sinead Quinn was delighted to fill me in on what their guests at the show this coming week can expect. I'm now joined with Sinead Quinn, producer and director here at the Breffney Players. Their upcoming production, Conversations on a Homecoming, is written by Tom Murphy. Hello, Sinead. Hi, how are you doing? Doing quite well. We're just a week now before we're going on stage in the, in the dock on the 27th and 31st at 8pm. We have been preparing for this for a long time and we're ready to go and it's been a long haul. We've all been on a journey, started off with audition and here we are all gathered together like a little family. And over time we've got to know each other really well. Off stage, on stage, the characters have come together so well. We had our dress rehearsal there last week and it just it happened to be very good, you know, and it's first time to have an audience to give us a taste of what it would be like in the dock. The play itself is a very difficult play to, to put on and I've realised that now. <laughs> I decided to go because I'd seen it some years ago I drew it in in Galway and I thought well god this is amazing I really need to you know put this on at some stage but I was so afraid that thinking I won't get the cast but it all started to come together but then the acting itself and the whole production it's not straightforward like the title it's conversations on a homecoming and it's about these people who come together after an absence of 10 years Michael one of the characters returns home from America it's set in 1972 he's been away for all the 60s he's been living a different life Life in America, he comes home. In the meantime, JFK has died. They're hero for Irish Americans and for Irish people. Things have changed so much, like over those ten years. And Michael expects to come back where he started off, where he left off, to the same place, to the same people. The whole mindset has changed because so many things have happened in the meantime. JFK's assassination had probably something to do with that. The loss of hope and dreams escalated. The troubles escalated at that point in time. It was 1972. The troops were. Deployed 50 years uh, today to Northern Ireland and the troubles started to brew and by 1972 they were the worst they could have been in the bloody Sunday and there is even reference in the play to that but they're so far removed from that even though they're living in Galway the north is like a foreign country they talk about going up getting you know guns and go to go up north and shoot at a few prods you know that's not very politically correct nowadays back then I suppose that was the, the terms they would have used and the banter they would have had in, in the pubs they didn't understand even the people in Galway didn't know what was going on didn't have a full understanding was what was going on in the north at that time so you have that as a backdrop and JFK and then you have what really what the whole essence of the play is broken dreams these people all have different lives and their dreams have not materialized the way they 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 had hoped that they would over the 10 years and some of them are disillusioned and in comes Michael back from America and he himself has suffered too but he lets on that he is 
huge success. He's an actor and, you know, he's doing really well. He's earned lots of money. And his friend Tom, who, who was left behind, who had hopes too and dreams, you know, that he would become something, can see through this that Michael isn't all his whole um, supercilious ways is an act, you know, that he comes in and over the course of the play, you see the real Michael. And then the other characters that come into it are uh, Mrs. Two, who is the landlady in the pub, the White House. And then uh, Mrs. owns the pub, but it's JJ who owns the pub. JJ is another figure in, in it. JJ, like JF Kennedy, he was Ireland's answer to JFK, this Mrs. Um, runs this pub with her daughter Anne. She is supposedly the hope that she's now the new ge- generation. After that, you have two very uh, funny characters, very different, Junior and Lame. And Lame would be the guy who owns the town. And then we have the really comical part of Junior. And Junior is somebody who comes who is smart, but he kind of acts that he's uh, the gombean. He comes across like he's smarter than everyone thinks, like, you know, because he, he's all the really witty comments and he, he's the one who who keeps the humour going throughout the pictures. The audience, we would like to think that they're part of that, like, too, that they'll feel like this is their nearly eavesdropping on a conversation. And we are going to be performing in the dock on the 27th, 31st of August at 8pm. You can book your tickets. Hurry because they're selling out fast on 071-965-0828 or online the dock.ie. There's going to be a lot of local faces on the stage this week, Sinead. Yes, and they're here with me uh, tonight um, where we have Anita Kieran Lochran who plays Mrs. We have Oliver Fallon who plays Michael and then we have Eva Roddy, who plays Anne. And we have Donald McCabe, who plays Junior. And Michael McLaughlin, who uh, pl- uh, plays the part of Tom. And Martin Brannigan, who plays Lee. Edna Tansy, who plays Peggy. And you can have a word with uh, one or two of them if you'd like. And of course, this can't all be done without the actors. I next spoke to Oliver Fallon, who plays the lead character of Michael in the upcoming production Conversations on a Homecoming. Oliver tells us a little bit about his character and what he's most looking forward to this coming week in the Doc Arts Centre. Hello Oliver, can you tell me a little bit about your character? Well, I play uh, a character called Michael, who um, has spent probably a decade in America, the United States, and he's returned home uh, to his native place. And he meets up all his old pals in a bar one night. And that is this scene of the play. Um, Michael is a complex enough character. He's spent a long time abroad. Uh, I think he comes back with very kind of strange expectations. He thinks that things will be the same as they were before. But a lot of things have happened in his absence and a lot of things have happened to him while he's been away. So he's carrying a few things that begin to emerge as the play continues. And that is the Michael character, well worth seeing. Have you been here with the Breffney Players long, Oliver? What's your experience with acting? Well, I did a bit of amateur acting uh, when I was in the United States myself, funny enough. And, but I hadn't done anything for many, many years. And I uh, was asked to come along for an audition, which I was quite pleased to be accepted onto the cast but this is my first production for Breffney Players and uh, hopefully not my last. Anitha Kieran Lochran plays Mrs. in the upcoming production. Anitha shares with us a little bit about her character Mrs. 
and also talks about following her parents' footsteps into joining the Breffney players and how she caught a dose of Breffneyitis, so her father Brendan would say. I'm joined now by Anita Kieran Lochran. Thank you for coming in. Thank you. <laughs> you play Mrs. That's correct, yes. I'm playing the part of Mrs. It's a lovely part. Um, I suppose it's kind of like she's the proprietor of the White House. She's, as it says in the directions in the, in the script, she's a downtrodden late woman in her, in her mid-50s who's, you know, had better days and life has kind of got in her way and... She's trying now to save her, her little empire here in the, in the White House. You know, so I suppose there's a bit of the comedic elements in the play as well. So it's, it's a nice part as well. You know, and she's this kind of, she has her, her, without giving away too much, but she has her sights set on, on Liam for her daughter and she believes that will be the, he'll be the saviour in more ways than one of the pub. That's kind of her, her aim here as well would come across to as well there's a little bit of history between herself and Michael but what exactly the history is I don't know but there's kind of little bits of bad feeling going on between between the two of them that kind of comes and it kind of comes more apparent as the play goes on it's a lovely part to do and I've enjoyed rehearsing for it you're following in the footsteps of your father who is here in the Breffney Players <laughs> with us as well what's your experience with Breffney Players well I suppose I've had a lifelong experience with with drama um, and I suppose m- both my parents joined the Breffney Players from when I was in, when I was a teenager. So I remember going off to festivals with them and things like that, and really got the bug of drama. Then I suppose in other in some families they're big into sport, but in our house it was always it was drama because Dad was always on the stage, Mom did um, makeup, and um, as we got older, then uh, there's three of the four of the four of us in the family are all involved in acting and now indeed my niece is the third generation to be taking part then um, in, in the Breffney Players. Martin Brannigan is my brother-in-law as well so it's kind of, it's, it's, it's sort of a, a bit of a disease as the way it was in our house. So I've been involved with drama all my life really. I've always had a, a love for it. So I've been on the periphery of the Breffney Players as I say since I was a teenager but I lived away from Carrick for 25 years so during my secondary school and um, when I was in college and when I started my, my teaching career but I came back to live in Carrick and Shannon 17 years ago um, when uh, I got married and dragged a mead man down to down to live in Leighton so I've been involved ever since and um, yeah as I say the, the passion uh, sort of uh, continues it's, a, it's as dad would always say he got breathneitis when he joined 40 years ago and he's certainly one of the many things I've inherited from him I suppose I've inherited my, my love of drama as well and I suppose one thing I always remember years ago when I was involved in another group, there was a, a much older lady than me. And she said, "Well, it's gracious, it's a great hobby to have. It's a major disease." Like, and every I always say, like when coming up to a play, especially we've been rehearsing this play for a long time. I always say, "Well, next year I'm going to start knitting because I always get very nervous coming up to the production." <laughs> and um, sometimes I think knitting would be easier, but it's in my blood, and I just love it. And that's all we have time for today, everyone. There's no doubt that an absolute spectacle is about to hit the stage running in the Dock Arts Centre, Carrick and Shannon, this week. Absolutely fantastic. Cannot wait to see it. It is running from this Tuesday, the 27th of August, until next Saturday, the 31st of August, 8pm nightly. Tickets are €18. You can get them now on thedock.ie 
or you can call the Dock Box Office on 071-9650-828. Thanks once again to Urban Fit Crew Boxfit Classes in Kiltahart for sponsoring today's show. The classes will be beginning on the 10th of September. Don't forget you can get your free trial by just heading down to one of their training sessions. 10th of September, ladies 7 till 8pm on Tuesdays and Thursdays and men from 8 to 9pm on Tuesdays and Thursdays also. Breffney will be back tomorrow with the sports roundup from the weekend. I'll be joining you again next Tuesday for Faces and Places from the Mohill Agricultural Show. Until then, Slán Gafol.